So uh, day two quarantine, it's Saturday, and just got an email from the administration. The school's gonna be closed for four days. Um, we will continue to teach online via you know, our remote learning strategies. Uh, and the seven teachers who taught the student with COVID will be quarantined for 14 days. Uh, the other teachers will go back to school. I'm not really sure what's going to happen with the students. Um, you know, I think they're, they're in somewhat of a cohort, so it's one of my questions to figure out for them because I've already got emails from my students asking me what's going on, how's this going to work for me. Uh, a lot of breakdown or a lot of confusion via communication. You know, it's a lot of unknowns, not only for teachers, students, administration. I think that's the hardest thing. Um, you know, I was talking to my evaluator already, and now they're going to keep, you know, me and the six other teachers home for 14 days, and that's seven teachers out of the building. You know, it's kind of hard to get substitutes right now, at least that many. So what are we going to do with the students? Are we going to put them in another teacher's room or, uh, you know, collect my administration? I know that's going to be a hard one for them to solve, but uh, I'm sure they'll come up with something. I think now it's, you know, a real challenge for me is my students are computer illiterate and I've spent a lot of my time in the classroom helping them navigate, whether it be Canvas, Google Docs, or how to use audio text. Um, that's going to be a struggle for me for the next 14 days. I'm really going to have to figure out a good way to communicate clear instructions to my students or set up some video calls to help them out. Um, my physical health, I feel good. I mean, I feel tired, but I, I, I don't have any of the, the major symptoms. So I feel pretty fortunate so far, but just got to buy into this quarantine and keep staying home. 13 days left. Have another meeting with the administration via a video call Monday afternoon. So we'll figure out more specifics about our expectations as we teach from home for 14 days. Um, uh, Really happy I asked, you know, are you guys going to, am I going to be charged my own sick days? And the answer was no. Uh, and that took a lot of my stress off. Um, I didn't want to have to give up sick days when I wasn't sick and I didn't choose to stay home. But I'm pretty fortunate that the administration thought about that so far as well. So uh guess the plan moving forward is become an even better remote learning teacher now. <laughs> and uh, see what happens. Can't wait for Monday. How you feeling? What day is it? Day 10? Day nine? I think it's day nine, yeah. It's been one week and a weekend. So about nine, 10 days, yeah. I feel, um, I'm tired, I'm bored. I think uh, I've been home more than I walked around my apartment complex. And like I go in like the obscene hours, you're really early in the morning or late at night so that there's nobody around. But I just need to get, like, get out and get fresh air. And it's just like weird um, quasi-central state because I was told not to get tested, so. 
you know, like I get that I'll play the game. I'll stay quarantined, but at the same time, you know, mentally, like I want to go out. I'm, I don't know if I for sure have it, but you got to keep everyone safe. So you stay home. Yeah. Well, you look really comfortable. I mean, you're in your hoodie. <laughs> hanging out in your home office. Life looks good from here. Yeah, I think uh, buying this desk was a very wise purchase for me. But um, yeah, I think you know that my work style, I'm always moving. I'm, uh, I'm very loud and talkative in my classroom. So I usually come home exhausted. And the fact that I spent the last week teaching from home, not doing that, I think I was a little more well rested. There were different stresses, but physically I felt a lot more relaxed than I usually do at the end of a work day. Yeah, so for everybody listening to, we should probably tell them like there was a positive COVID case, our first positive at our, our school. And so we had to shut down for four days. The school had to shut down. And then every teacher that had direct contact with that student had to quarantine. So, John, you were one of the, the lucky ones. <laughs> You got to quarantine for two weeks. So, <laughs> how did you feel like when you heard the news that you were? And like, talk to me a little bit more about like what what happened. We yeah, got I was really, I was really frustrated. So, we made it to Friday. We knew we had a weekend coming up, and uh, I think like you know your typical Friday, you're like, yeah, you know, I'm excited. I have uh, these small plans. Like, even though it's still in the middle of a pandemic. You have, you have plans to, <laughs> to be socially distanced and have fun. And those all got canceled right away. But um, so we got an email. There was an announcement made by our principal at, with like five or ten minutes left in the school day. You could tell the urgency in her voice. She was like, I need all teachers to check their email right now. And like my eyes rolled to the back of my head. I was like, oh, great. What is this? And uh, all it said was. I think like that, hey, there's a stand to meeting at the end of the school day. It was still very vague, but um, as soon as the bell rang, there's like five teachers all within like 10 feet of my classroom when I walk outside. And uh, we all said, you think it's a COVID? You think it's a COVID case? So people are like laying their bets down right away. And uh, even before we had our meeting, our principal came up to me. I was outside talking to some kids and she comes up to me and she goes, hey, I need you at the meeting. Uh, there's a really good chance you're quarantining for two weeks. And I immediately felt like somebody just like punched me and got like, I was like, that's how you tell me? Like, now I had like this vague understanding of what we were meeting about. And I'm still around here outside talking to kids. And it's like, okay, you need to come to this meeting, but you also need to go home and quarantine right now. <laughs> I just remember like the anxiety and I remember walking into the cafeteria and looking over at you and you just, looks so done <laughs> like you looked very upset so I was wondering you know well yeah uh, I mean I just received that news <laughs> yeah I mean no it was completely warranted my favorite thing was like we had a positive case and then the first thing we said was everybody go into the same place everyone go into the cafeteria yeah I think uh like that was what we thought would be the best first line of action but yeah, yeah we've heard a couple of teachers say this just in, in our school that i work with 
that we need to get better at having all teams on Microsoft Teams. Um, and some people are like, no, like we won't be able to ask questions or, you know, we want to have the person. But I heard some really good feedback from one of the guys we teach with. He was like, what I like about having meetings on Microsoft Team is that there's no mask. If you're in your classroom, you're at home and you have your door shut, you know, like if you're by yourself, you can take your mask off. And if you're on that virtual meeting, you can see the person's facial expression when they respond to a question. We're like, right now, everyone's in person. You have this, like, your mouth is covered and you can't really get a feel for the crowd. You know, you can't get your, your finger on the pulse as easy. And I think a lot of people are more timid and want to keep their mouth shut during these times and be like, I got enough on my plate. I'm just going to focus on whatever I need to and not ask a question. So I think that that would have been a, a both a safer call and then it would allow people to want to ask questions because all of a sudden you say like there's a possibility people in this room have been exposed to COVID. Nobody wants to stay in that room. <laughs> out there and go home. Like as soon as that came up in the meeting, I just wanted to walk out. Um, but I know after the meeting, you got pulled in, right? You got pulled into a different room. Yeah. So, so the um, camera, I think it was seven. Seven te six teachers and one para were pulled into a room, and then we were all asked the uh, um, the follow up CDC questions, pretty much for whether or not you should get tested. Like what asking us about our uh, exposure to the, uh, the or how much contact we came in with the per the student who tested positive, right? So it was, uh, and everybody had the same answers because as teachers, like. Even though we all teach different subjects, like how we engage our students is usually the same. If they have a question, like you still come over and try to have that private private conversation with them. So yeah, it was. Like, I think every person, every teacher felt like you know, like that gut punch. Uh, there's that initial fear, you know. But then nine out of ten times, I'm usually the one um, joking. You know, like I'm pretty confident. You know, I keep a little belts diet, well balanced diet. I work out. I try to get the most sleep I can, but then that reality hits. You're just like, okay, well, maybe I'm not invincible. Because this was, I think, this was the first person I know, or at least that I came in contact with uh, to have COVID. You know, I had had relatives or friends across the country, but, you know, I never came in close contact with them. Yeah, as far as you knew, right? And it's, like, scary. Like, I think... For me, when we got pulled into that all staff meeting, you know, I wasn't in the room where you got questioned, but like that was the first time since COVID had started that I felt like maybe I shouldn't be doing this work. Like I thought, like I felt, I don't know, I felt very afraid and I felt, I think disposable would be the right term. Like I felt like it didn't matter how I was feeling like we were going back in a few days and it didn't matter if I was like upset about it or anybody. Um, yeah. And so like it really did for a second. And this is the first time since I've started teaching, I question like whether I should be doing this work and whether because and whether it was safe enough. Um, yeah, I think I had that thought for like five minutes, but um, I don't know. I guess I'm no stranger to be in those hazardous conditions. You know, <laughs> I've been to Iraq and Afghanistan 
and plenty of times uh you're just like why 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 am i doing this why am i driving down this road in this, this armored vehicle or going into this hostile village when my buddies are all hanging out on a beach but um i think there's something you said about that and i you, you still walk away feeling like you're making a difference and even though we were teaching from home this week and it was a whole different uh level of struggles I mean, I still walked away with some positive student interactions over uh, video calls. Talk to me a little bit about teaching from home, because just because you were quarantined, you didn't get two weeks off of work, right? Like, you still have to work. What did that look like? Yeah, it was, um, I think it gave me a perspective of what it's like to be a student when they're, like, my e-learners. I have one period, uh, even though teachers go to work every day at Panorama, I teach one period they're completely devoted to being e-learning. And then my other four periods of the day are hybrid, both in person or at home, depend on the day. So it gave me that perspective of what it's like to be an e-learner. You know, um, like I was laughing. I, my kids were always eating lunch during my class. And like I've, I've said it a couple of times, I'm like, you guys have a schedule. Even though you're e-learners, like there's a schedule lunch for you. And like they just continue to nonstop chomp away. And then I like caught myself, I'd be hungry and I'd just be like, oh, you know what, I'm gonna go make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right now. So, you know, I'm split. There's one other teacher who teaches eighth grade and I had this great idea because he and I have been co-teaching because we have such small classes. We were told we could have up to 25 students in a classroom and still meet the our county health department guidelines. So I figured if I have five in my classroom and the other eighth grade social studies teacher has six, you know, we could be a total of 11. We'd still be in a healthy environment according to the health department. And it would be a good chance for me to uh, demonstrate different teaching uh, practices because the other eighth grade social studies teacher is all center out. He's brand new, um, doesn't, you know, he's, he's a quick learner, but then we could co-teach. And I was really excited about that because if I'm up lead instruction, he can help a student or vice versa. He can kind of see how I model my lessons. Uh, oh, this right here? Yeah, click that. Nope, we'll go back. Yeah, now hit snipping tool. And I would make that full screen. And you're going to copy or take a picture of that and then upload it to the slides for the kids. And it worked really well for two weeks. So um, I asked them right away. I was like, would you mind just taking around my class? I think they'll be okay and they're familiar with you. The first day went off without a hitch, but then the second hybrid group came in and there were just some behavior issues. And I saw it in his face at the end of the day. We had like a one-on-one -on -one video call and he was like, I can't do that again tomorrow, man. Like, you, like we have to figure something else out for your kids. So <laughs> it was- yeah, I get it. Um, and it ended up working out better for me because um, every period with all the other teachers they had to do, uh, I was the only, I think I'm the only teacher who got to co-teach, co had a co-taught lesson like that from the, one of the teachers that are working at home, maybe one of the math teachers. But um, so the second the Friday, we took uh, pretty much all six classes. 
of those teachers. So I guess you got better perspective. You were there at, at school, but oh, I know yes. they had a large number of teachers in the building. I'm sorry. They had a large number of those eighth graders whose teachers were working from home, just in a cafeteria and they all had their, their headsets on and they were there on the computer. We were teaching. So, um, it was crazy because you could see like other students in the background. You saw like the the assistant principals walking up and down the hallways. And I was like, man, this is just, I can't believe this is what it's come down to. You know, I'm assuming they had somewhere close to like 50, 70 kids in our cafeteria with headphones on and teachers working from home. I was like, this is just like this. I would have never imagined teaching or education would have come to this. It feels very like dystopian, just like apocalyptic sometimes. But <laughs> I did not, let me tell you, I did not step foot in that cafeteria. I was like, there are too many people in there. I am not going in there. <laughs> so, yeah. I, but I did walk by and I, I, I saw. I saw the kids sitting with their headphones and their screen. But very first period on Wednesday, um, they had to stick some kids in my room because they weren't sure what to do with them. And so they just kind of sat them in my classroom and we went with it. But one student did not have a pair of headphones and she was kind of without them. So I sanitized the pair that I had, my own personal pair, and I just gave them to her. I was like, just keep them. I don't need $7 headphones. So I just gave them to her, sanitized them, and it was fine. But yeah, and this is more of these, uh, like these technological pieces of technology that students really yeah. need. You know, everyone's like, if we give them a computer, they'll be good. They could do it from home. But here we are again. We, we, the problem solving was incomplete, or the problem solving prevention, you know, seeing if our plan was bulletproof. Yeah, we just students can't afford it. The little things like we forget, like we assume that every kid has a pair of headphones. Sometimes we assume that every kid has a cell phone and it's that's not entirely true. Like you said, like there are equity pieces there, pieces missing, assumptions that we're making. I'm glad you're good. You look really healthy. You look like you're doing OK. So. I do. My one eye is bloodshot. I was like, I don't know, is it, I started looking it up. I don't think that's a symptom of COVID. It's like I slept funny on it. <laughs> Maybe. But thank you. irritated with all of the fires and stuff too, so. That's true, there is, but that, the one in town here is really small. Yeah, well, keep taking care of yourself. Take some eye drops, maybe. Will do. And just stay safe, okay? Yeah, thanks to you and all the teachers who were who were covering our class. I know not all of my classes were in the cafeteria, so it ain't easy being a sub and losing your your uh, your planning period, giving that up, and then working straight through the day. <laughs> yeah, you know Appreciate what? You all. It, oh, it is what it is, you know? Like, I think this is a time of sacrifice, and so... It really wasn't that bad. I think I was just more concerned about everybody's health. So, yeah, for sure. Gonna have to come in with some cookies or some uh, some coffee gift cards when I come back. Um, well, I'm gluten free, so just so you know. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Got it. Gluten-free cookies only. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find some. Okay, well, we'll be in touch. All right. See you guys right. in a week. Yeah. <laughs> Hello,